بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله ونشهد ان سيدنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد respected elders and dear brothers one way through which allah subhanahu wa mercy upon us is allah azza wa jal has created disparity in time allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made certain parts of the day more virtuous better and more significant than other parts of the day so in the 24 hour day that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to enjoy we find that the latter part of the night is considered as the most significant moment of that 24 hours this is part of the mercy of allah disparity in time a difference in time sometimes there are certain days that are better than others this again is an expression of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy so the day of jumuah rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has referred to it as khair yawm tada'at alayhi shams from all the days of the week the best day is the day of jumuah disparity in time allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given preference and superiority to certain months over others the month of rajab which we had just exited now 3 days ago was a sacred month rajab was better than the month that preceded it rajab was more superior and is certainly more significant than the month that follows it so we find that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created disparity in time and this is an expression of allah's mercy why because it gives us an opportunity to our exert to exert ourselves during those moments during those significant times during those significant months and that in turn brings us closer to allah and that undoubtedly is the greatest form of worship that we can ever experience so this disparity in time is an expression of allah's mercy we know that the night that passed was better than the night that came before it the day that follows today is not as good as today so on this day we exert ourselves more than we exerted ourselves yesterday and we will certainly exert ourselves more than we are to exert ourselves tomorrow because of the disparity in time and that is an expression of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy upon us this month of shaaban is one such month wherein rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam has spoken about its significance a rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam has spoken about its value a rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam practically showed us that this month of shaaban is considered as one of the significant months in the sight of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's not a sacred month it's not as sacred as the month of rajab we have four sacred months during the course of the year the one just passed but the rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam drew our attention and he wanted special attention to the month of shaaban and to show 
the degree of importance that he had attached to it, Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala majma'een explained that the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would fast for almost the entire month of Shaaban. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha says, Kana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yasumu sha'bana kullahu illa qalila. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would fast, voluntary fasts during the month of Shaaban, almost the entire month. And there are few days towards the end of the month that he would not fast. And when he was asked, Anas or Usama radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he asked Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, O Nabi of Allah, we have noticed that after the month of Ramadan, the next month that you fast the most is the month of Sha'ban. Why do you do so? The month of Sha'ban is a month regarding which many are negligent and many are oblivious and unmindful of its greatness. And the reason for that, Rasulullah wasallam explained, is it because it comes between Rajab, which is a sacred month, and the month of Ramadan, which is the best month of the year. So generally in the month of Shaban, all the talk is about Ramadan. And people forget, or people ignore the significance in the month of Shaban. And Rasul says, why I fast, O Usama, this is the first reason. I fast in the month of Shaban to draw people's attention to the significance of this month. Number two, وَفِيهِ تُرْفَعُ الْأَعْمَالِ It is a month in which our deeds are presented before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The auditing of our deeds or the presentation of our deeds before Allah. It happens on a daily basis. Our deeds are presented before Allah when the malaika change their shifts. The malaika in the evening, they ascend towards the heavens. And then the malaika of the night, they come and they ascend towards the heavens at the time of Fajr. After observing and offering the Fajr prayer with us. And they go before Allah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks them about us. So there is this daily cursory type of an auditing that takes place on a daily basis. Then there's the weekly auditing. Sometimes on a Monday, sometimes on a Thursday. The weekly auditing of our deeds. And then there's the annual auditing of our deeds that take place in the month of Sha'ban. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told Usama radiallahu ta'ala who of the second reason why I fast in the month of Sha'ban. O Usama, fihi shahrun turfa'ul a'mal fa'ahabbu an yurfa'a amali wa anasai. O Usama, I love and I would prefer that when my deeds are presented before Allah, I am found to be amongst one, amongst those who are fasting, those who are observing fast. And in that state, my deed is presented before Allah Azza wa Jal. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has in several ahadith spoken about the greatness of this month, the significance of this month. Primarily, primarily we find that the focus of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the month of Shaban was preparation towards the month of Ramadan. You know when you are to encounter or you are about to take part, participate in any physical action or you are about to take part in some physical, then there is preparation that is required. You are going to take part in a cycling event. 
or you are to take part in a swimming event, or you are to take part in a, in a running event, what will happen when you pitch up on the day of the race without any tra training? No training whatsoever. You did not do any training. Or there was some training, but it was no serious training that you had undertaken. Casually, you just, you know, maybe one day you spent some time training and that was it. And then you skipped a few weeks of training. And the day comes for the competition and the challenge. You'll start the race and perhaps within one, two, three, four, five kilometers of the race, you come to the 10 kilometer mark, if you even make it to the 10 kilometer mark, and now you are out of energy. You have no energy. You've lost all the momentum. And it's so difficult for you to continue and to move ahead. You can't. You just can't. As much as you try, you can't. And you're seeing others are moving ahead. And others are just passing you by with such great ease and comfort. But you on the other hand, you out of energy. You will definitely attribute your failure to the lack of preparation. Adequately for the challenge. This applies to a greater extent in the month of Ramadan. It's a spiritual encounter. It's a spiritual race. It's a spiritual challenge. If you are going to start the challenge and you are going to start that marathon, the spiritual marathon of Ramadan, if you are going to start it without any preparation before it, you find after a few days, you hit the 10 day mark and you just won't have the energy. You'll try to go to the masjid as you did on the first night and the second night and the first week of Ramadan. But you'll be suffering already from spiritual fatigue. Spiritual fatigue, it will set in naturally. You'll tell yourself during the course of the day, I'm going for taraweeh tonight. I'm going to read one full juice of the Qur'an. But before you know it, the day passes you by. And you hardly had enough time to look at the Mus'haf or to open the Qur'an, to recite a portion of the Qur'an. After the supper that night, you just have no energy to go to the masjid. You have no energy. You try, but you can't. Spiritual fatigue. During that physical race, it was physical fatigue. The body just could not carry you through. And you see others going to the masjid and others are spending so much time with the Qur'an and others are going for itikaf and others are so focused. But you just can't get yourself to move ahead and to continue with that spiritual marathon of the month of Ramadan. That is because of inadequate preparation before the month of Ramadan. And that's why it's so important for us to start our preparation for the month of Ramadan, now during the month of Sha'ban. There are three areas. Time is very limited. We have a nikah that will be held before the khutbah in the five minutes that I have left. There are three areas that we need to pay attention to. Think about it. Think about it like training. You know, you go for training and whether you are 
bodybuilding or whether you are exercising, whatever it may be. Before the training, there's a warm-up session. There's a warm-up session. You will enjoy the training and you will enjoy that exercise session if you did the warm-ups, right? Without the warm-ups, the body is stiff. You can't really train to your optimum and you can't really do as much as you plan to do. Why? Because you fail to you fail to undergo the warm-up session before that. The month of Shaban is the month of warming up the heart. The heart should already be warmed up, revved up. There should already be the flame of spirituality and the nur already ignited within the heart. And when Ramadan comes in, Allah Akbar, all you're doing is you're taking it to another level. The momentum is there. You've already built the momentum. And then you will find, subhanallah, that you will build on that momentum and you will finish the month of Ramadan with all the strength and energy, spiritual effulgence that is required at that time of the year when you are to exert yourself and push yourself to your limit. It starts now, the warm-up in the month of Shaban. Number one, we need to pay special attention to our spirituality, our spiritual self. So, increase your optional fast during the month of Shaban. Start with the fast of the month of Shaban. The days are getting shorter. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ash-shita'u rabi'ul mu'min. Shita, winter, is spring for a believer. We are heading into the winter season. Why is spring winter for the believer? Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, The believer, the mu'min, he anticipates and he looks forward to the winter season the way you would normally and ordinarily look forward to spring. Why? قَصُرَ نَهَارُهُ فَصَامُ وَطَالَ لَيْلُهُ فَقَامُ The days are short, you find it easy to fast. The nights are long. Fajr is later. The time of suhoor is gone later. Let us wake up early and spend some time in prayer, in tahajjud, offering salah before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Start the warm-ups now. This is the warm-up session. This is the preparation. So we need to, number one, pay attention to our spirituality. Pay attention to fasting. And secondly, to Qur'an recitation. Shahrul Qurra. One of the titles given to the month of Shaban, Shahrul Qurra, the month of the reciters of the Qur'an, you will now increase your recitation. If I have not been reciting any Qur'an before the month of Shaban, let me now start with the recitation. If I have been reciting, let me increase my daily recitation of, of the Qur'an. The second area that we need to focus on and pay attention to is creating an environment within the home. The home is an environment over which you have full influence. You have influence over the environment of the home. Beyond the environment of the home, you have no control over that environment. But the environment that you, especially as a father, have control over that environment. You need to create that environment of Ramadan within the home. Prepare the home for Ramadan. When a guest is coming to your home, think about all the preparations that are undertaken within the home to receive the guest. Ramadan is a guest that comes from Allah. And it is a guest that comes with very high expectations. 
And that guest then goes back to Allah and it reveals to Allah, informs of Allah of how it was treated by the host. How do I create environment in the home? Firstly, eliminate and remove those impediments that are there preventing you from from developing yourself spirituality. Alright? So there are certain there are certain subscriptions that we need to cancel. There are certain devices that we need to limit access to. There are certain objects within the home that we know are not going to contribute towards creating a spiritual environment within the home. Now in the month of Shaban, with the intention of receiving the guest of Ramadan, ensure that all of those are removed from the home or that there are restrictions now on those aspects. The third area, over and above that, have family time, family ibadah time, family ibadah time, daily, family ibadah time, whether it is between Asr and Maghrib, whether it is after supper, Isha, it might be a bit too late after Isha, but where you sit down as a family, Allahu Akbar, that is one amal, and that is one moment, when the family sits down collectively and they engage in ibadah, it is such a practice that will be a source of great barakah, happiness, contentment, sukoon and afiyat that will come within that home. Spend five minutes in the tilawah of the Qur'an, five minutes engaged in dhikr, five minutes engaged in istighfar, five minutes engaged in salat and salam upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Make a collective dua, 30 minute session, that's it. 30 minutes, we can sacrifice 30 minutes of our time. And it's not a sacrifice, because it's, it's in our favor. And then a hadith or two on the virtues of the month of Ramadan. So that's the second thing I need to focus on in preparation for the month of Ramadan. One, one is my spirituality through the different acts of worship and ibadat environment within the home and number three number three the relationships with i have with others now is the month of chaban to clear the heart of the enmity the bitterness the ill feelings the grudges that we harbor against one another that must take place that purification process must happen now in the month of chaban because that will greatly compromise will greatly compromise your performance in the month of Ramadan. I'll conclude with this one incident. Forgive and forget and move on. How difficult is it for us to forgive one another? How difficult is it for us to let go of those grudges and those ill feelings and the bitterness that is settled within our heart? The Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala on the occasion of Uhud, they committed such a big mistake. It was such a big mistake. They did not adhere to the command of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It was a clear instruction. There was an error in their judgment. And the mistake led to great sahaba alayhi wa sallam being, being injured. Greatly injured. However, after that, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not criticize them. He did not insult them. He did not hold any grudges against them. Look at, look at the mistake. Did anyone hurt me that much? Did anyone cause me that kind of pain that I cannot let go? 
of what he said to me, or I cannot forget what he had what he had done to me. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised Rasulullah sallallahu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Even though the mistake was such a big one, it was such a grave mistake, you were compassionate towards them, you were kind towards them, you were loving towards them. Why? Because of the rahmah that Allah placed within your heart. If I cannot forgive the next person, that's a very dangerous sign of the fact that there lies no rahmah in my heart. My heart is deprived of compassion and mercy from Allah. There was a sahabi who saw Rasulullah picking up one of his grandchildren and planting a kiss on his face. And he says, Oh Muhammad, do you kiss children? I have ten. I have not kissed a single one of them. Not a single one of them. I'm hard. I'm harsh. I'm stirred. That's not a sign of manhood. Rasulullah looked at him quite surprised and Rasulullah says, What can I do if Allah has removed the rahmah from your heart? Allah has removed mercy from your heart. It's not something to be proud of and something to be boasting about. Allah then told Rasulullah Yes, the mistake they made was a great mistake. The consequences of that was even greater. But forgive them. Pardon them. Forgive them. And you know this word fa'fu. Fa'fu means to forgive and to completely forget. Fa'fu means you forgive and you never ever remind the person of the mistake that they had done. So the three areas that we need to pay attention to in the month of Sha'ban, preparing for the month of Ramadan, number one, my spirituality by increasing my acts of worship. Number two, you have control of the environment within your home. Ensure that the environment is conducive for the month of Ramadan. And number three, it's time for me to let go of those ill feelings, the grudges, and to forgive those who had done wrong to me and to seek forgiveness from those whom I had done wrong. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. Can the nikah parties please come forward?